Hey, Chip. How you doing, man? I'm doing all right. Yeah. Yeah, I am. Good. You doing all right? Uh, yeah, I'm doing pretty good. Good. Right. You know what I was craving? I was thinking about this podcast of ours, and I was like, we're free from the law. Free from the ceremonial law. We right? are, yeah. We eat shrimp. Well, you do, I don't. Oh, I do. Yes, yeah. I eat copious amounts of shrimp. I right. love shrimp. I eat lots of figs. And Okay, yeah, yeah. Do you ever eat cheeseburgers? Cheeseburgers? Uh, I do. Yeah, so you're mixing dairy and meat. That's a kosher yeah. violation. I do, yeah, I do uh, mix dairy and meat all the time. Do you, do you eat bacon? Do eat bacon. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, like, wow. we are free from these uh, ceremonial laws regarding dietary stuff. So good. So I have been craving. I know what you've been craving. What have I been craving? <laughs> you've been craving. What have I been craving? You've been craving a young, young goat. goat cooked in his mother's milk. That's yeah. right, Chip. I know you. I've been, been craving. craving it. Yeah. Well. So if anyone out there, Gloria, <clears throat> feels like making a young goat cooked in its mother's milk, boiled in its mother's milk, I would love that. I'm okay. all, I'm down. Yeah, Gloria or anybody could do it. Yeah. Anyone. Yeah. I just wanted to give Gloria a shout out. Happy birthday to Gloria. Oh, yeah. She's amazing. Uh, resident baker. Yeah. She's yeah. good. Yeah. So. Good stuff. Okay. I've been craving that. Thanks, Gloria. Yeah. Sure. You can uh, get right on. You know who can help us? Who can help us? Oh, actually, no, they can't. That's oh. the only kind of goat, big, young goat they can't make with their new cookbook. Oh. Todd yeah. and Julie. Happy birthday to Todd and Julie. So funny. They have the same birthdays yeah. and the same as Gloria's. And happy anniversary to them as well. Is it actually? No. <laughs> oh, well, happy anniversary. <laughs> it might be. Whenever, it could be. They're amazing people. They yeah. really are. Big yeah. shout out to Todd and Julie. Yeah. Just love them like crazy. Happy birthday to both of you. Amazing. That's absolutely I yeah. heard Julie's going to make us a birthday cake. Really? Yeah. Did she say that? That's amazing. Well, Julie. She, she will say thank that. Thank you. I love... <laughs> I love that Julie's willing to make that cake that Allison's yeah. buying all the ingredients for. Yeah. That's amazing. A trace leches cake. Right. Todd's working on the goat right now. He's going yeah. after it. He is. He's running after just, it. Just one leche for the goat. <laughs> Mother's milk leche. That's right. All right. Oh, Eric, we spent two minutes talking about I know. That. We got to get to the work. Well, we I needed a lot to get it to out. Read There's today. a lot. Yeah. Okay. Hey, day 59. Yep. Last day of February. Oh. Let's do this. These are the decrees and regulations you must be careful to obey. When you live in the land that the Lord, the God of your ancestors, is giving you, you must obey them as long as you live. When you drive out the nations that live there, you must destroy all the places where they worship their gods. High on the mountains, up on the hills, and under every green tree, break down their altars, smash their sacred pillars, burn their Asherah poles, and cut down their carved idols. Completely erase the names of their gods. Do not worship the Lord your God in the way these pagan peoples worship their gods. Rather... You must seek the Lord your God at the place of worship he himself will choose from among all the tribes, the place where his name will be honored. There you must bring burnt offerings, your sacrifices, your tithes, your sacred offerings, your offerings to fulfill a vow, your voluntary offerings, your offerings of the firstborn animals of, the, of your herds and flocks. And there you and your families will feast in the presence of the Lord your God, and you will rejoice in all that you have accomplished because the Lord your God has blessed you. Your pattern of worship will change. Today, all of you are doing as you please because you've not yet arrived in the place of rest, the land the Lord your God is giving you as your special possession. But you will soon cross the Jordan River and live in the land your, the Lord your God is giving you. When he gives you the rest from 
all, when he gives you rest from all your enemies and you're living safely in the land, you must bring everything I command you, your burnt offerings, your sacrifices, your tithes, your sacred offerings, and your offerings to fulfill a vow to the designated place of worship, the place the Lord your God chooses for his name to be honored. You must celebrate there in the presence of the Lord your God with your sons and daughters and all your servants. And remember to include the Levites who live in your towns, for they will receive no allotment of land among you. Be careful not to sacrifice your burnt offerings just anywhere you like. You may do so only at the place the Lord will choose within one of your tribal territories. There you must offer your burnt offerings and do everything I command you. But you may butcher your animals and eat their meat in any town wherever you want. Oh, well, that's good. Yeah. Well, any town. Any town. Okay, let's do it. Right here in Newton. You may freely eat the animals with which the Lord your God blesses you, all of you, whether ceremonially clean or unclean, may eat that meat just as you now eat gazelle and deer. But you must not consume the blood. You must pour it out on the ground like water. But you may not eat your offerings in your hometown. Oh, neither the tithe of your grain and new wine and olive oil, nor the firstborn of your flocks and herds, nor any offering to fulfill a vow, nor your voluntary offerings, nor your sacred offerings. You must eat these in the presence of the Lord your God at the place he will choose. Eat them there with your children, your servants, and the Levites who live in the town, celebrating in the presence of the Lord your God in all you do. And be very careful never to neglect the Levites as long as you live in your land. When the Lord your God expands your territory as he promised and you have an urge to eat meat, you may freely eat meat wherever you want, Woo! whenever you want. It may happen that the designated place of worship, the place the Lord your God chooses for his name to be honored, is a long way from your home. If so, you may butcher any of the cattle, sheep, or goats the Lord God has given you, and you may freely eat the meat in your hometown, as I've commanded you. Anyone, whether ceremonially clean or unclean, may eat the meat just as you do now with gazelle and deer, but never consume the blood, for the blood is the life, and you must not consume the light blood with meat. Instead, pour out the blood on the ground like water. Don't consume the blood so that all may go well with you and your children after you, because you'll be doing what pleases the Lord. Take your sacred gifts and your offerings given to fulfill a vow to the place the Lord chooses. You may, uh, you must offer the meat and the blood of your burnt offerings on the altar of the Lord your God. The blood of your other sacrifices must be poured out on the altar of the Lord your God, but you may eat the meat. Be careful to obey all my commands so that all will go well with you and your children after you because you will be doing what is good and pleasing to the Lord your God. When the Lord your God goes ahead of you and destroys the nations, and you drive them out and live in their land, do not fall into the trap of following their customs and worshiping their gods. Do not inquire about their gods, saying, How do the nations worship their gods? I want to follow their example. You must not worship the Lord your God the way the other nations worship their God. Very interesting. For they perform for their gods every detestable act that the Lord hates. They even burn their sons and daughters as sacrifices to their gods. So... Be careful to obey all the commands I give you. You must not add anything to them or subtract anything from them. Suppose there are prophets among you or those who dream dreams about the future and they promise you signs or miracles and the predicted signs or miracles occur. If they then say, come, let us worship other gods, gods you have not known before, do not listen to them. The Lord your God is testing you to see if you truly love him with all your heart and soul. Serve only the Lord your God and fear him alone. Obey his commands, listen to his voice, and cling to him. The false prophets or visionaries who try to lead you astray must be put to death, for they encourage rebellion against the Lord your God, who redeemed you from slavery and brought you out of the land of Egypt. Since they try to lead you astray from the way the Lord your God 
commanded you to live, you must put them to death. In this way, you will purge the evil from among you. Suppose someone secretly entices you, even your brother, your son or daughter, or your beloved wife, or your closest friend, and says, let us go worship other gods, gods that neither you nor your ancestors have known. They might suggest that you worship the gods of peoples who live nearby or who come from the ends of the earth, but do not give in or listen. Have no pity and do not spare or protect them. You must put them to death. Strike the first blow yourself, and then all the people must join in. Stone the guilty ones to death because they have tried to draw you away from the Lord your God who rescued you from the land of Egypt, the place of slavery. Then all Israel will hear about it and be afraid and no one will act so wickedly again. When you begin living in the towns the Lord your God is giving you, you may hear that scoundrels among you are leading their fellow citizens astray by saying, let us go worship other gods, gods you've not known before. In such cases, you must examine the facts carefully. If you find that the report is true and such a detestable act has been committed among you, you must attack that town and completely destroy all its inhabitants as well as the livestock. Then you must pile all the plunder in the middle of the open square and burn it. Burn the entire town as a burnt offering to the Lord your God. That town must remain forever a ruin. It may never be rebuilt. Keep none of the plunder that has been set apart for destruction. Then the Lord will turn from his fierce anger and be merciful to you. He will have compassion on you and make you a large nation, just as he swore to your ancestors. The Lord your God will be merciful only if you listen to his voice and keep all his commands that I am giving you today, doing what pleases him. Since you are the people of the Lord your God, never cut yourselves or shave the hair above your foreheads in the morning for the dead. You have been set apart as holy to the Lord your God, and he has chosen you from all nations of the earth to be his own special treasure. You must not eat any detestable animals that are ceremonially unclean. These are animals you may eat. The ox, the mm, sheep, mm, the goat, mm, the deer, mm, the gazelle, mm, the roe deer, mm, the wild goat, mm, the attics, mm, the antelope, mm, and the mountain sheep. Mm, mm -hmm. You may eat... <laughs> and they're excited about the mountain sheep. Yeah. I'm going to go eat a mountain sheep right now. <laughs> I know you are. <laughs> yeah. You may eat any animal that has completely split hooves and chews the cud. Oh. All right. Eric, you like that. But if the animal doesn't have both, it may not be eaten. So you may not eat the camel, Ugh. the hare, or the hyrax. Why? They chew the cud. But they do not have split hooves. So they are ceremonially unclean for you. And you may not eat the pig. Yeah. It has what does, but does not chew the cud. So it's ceremonially unclean for you. You may not eat the meat of these animals or even touch their carcasses. So don't even think about it, Eric. I'm thinking about okay. it. Okay. Of all the marine animals, you may eat whatever has both fins and scales. Mm. You may not eat, however, you may not, however, eat marine animals that do not have both fins and scales. Yeah. They are ceremonially unclean for you. You may eat any bird that is ceremonially clean. Mm. These are the birds you may not eat. The griffin vulture, Blech. the bearded vulture, Blech. the black vulture, Blech. the kite, Blech. the falcon, Blech. buzzards, and all kinds of ravens, Blech. all kinds, the eagle owl, the short-eared owl, Blech. the seagull, Blech. hawks of all kinds, Blech. the little owl, Blech. the great owl, Blech. the barn owl, the desert owl, the Egyptian vulture, Blech. the cormorant, the stork, herons of all kinds, the hoopoe, Hoopo. and the bat. Oh, don't eat bats. Nope. <laughs> don't eat bats. All winged insects. insects <laughs> Insect. All winged insects that walk along the ground are ceremonially unclean for you and may not be eaten. But you may eat any winged bird or insect that is ceremonially clean. You must not eat anything that has died a natural death. You may give it to a foreigner living in your town or you may sell it to a stranger. 
But do not eat it yourselves, for you are set apart as holy to the Lord your God. You must not cook Uh-oh. a young goat. Uh-oh. Sorry, Eric. In its mother's milk. That's the only thing I want. Sorry about that. Oh. That's the end of our reading today, everybody. Thank you for joining good. us. That was yes. pretty cool, pretty exciting. A lot of fun. A lot of animals. Oh, the hoopo and the hyrax. Yeah, double H. Yeah. All right. Two semi-ordinary pastors reading an extraordinary book to an amazing group of people. Yeah. Answering two questions. What's a hoopo? No. Oh. What does this tell us about God? Uh-huh. What's this tell us about us? Yeah. And then we try to apply it. Yeah. Okay. That's what we do. So, Chip, what does this tell us about God? Well, I'll tell you. Okay. Go ahead, Chip. No, you tell me, Chip. Oh, I'll tell you. Yeah. Oh, I think the overarching message here is, you know, God wants us to get rid of false gods. Mm. Get rid of false gods. Do away with false gods. He's the only God. And and even if, like, the false gods, like, are, or, or people that are kind of worshiping God but do it in a false way, like, even that, like, no. Mm-hmm. I, I thought that was good. Mm-hmm. Uh, really good, actually. I don't want to kill my kids. Yeah. Um, that's so, so, yeah. So, yeah. you know, get... What's up with God is he wants us to get rid of false gods. He wants false gods, false idols, small G-O-D-S, to be no part of our life whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so whatever they may be in you, I have I have my list that I struggle with, and so I got to get rid of them. He doesn't want them a part of my life. He wants to be the God. He's jealous for me mm-hmm. and wants me to love him because he made me and was, went to great lengths to rescue me and to save me, and I'm very grateful. Thank mm-hmm. you, Lord. I like that. I think, so what does this tell us about us? I think this tells us that we, Moses believes that his people, and we should believe as well, that we need to be cautioned against convenience and comfort. Here's what I mean. No, it's good. They are not allowed to do their sacrifices in their own town. They have to travel, which was not easy. No. That you got to bring the animal for your sacrifice and all the other stuff that you're going to eat and Not how you're going to live. Your whole family, you got to bring the tent, you got to live yeah. down there. And think about it, like this will be set up in Jerusalem eventually. You know, like they've got to go all the way to Jerusalem, do all this stuff. Not in their own hometowns. Hmm. In fact, you're, they're supposed to break down all the altars in the high places, under the trees, Asherah poles. They're supposed to take down all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. And later in Kings, we'll see that some of the kings did break down those things, but still mm. allowed sacrifices mm. outside of the temple. And that's a sin. And so it's convenience. Well, God doesn't care. I'll, you know, I'll, I'll worship as it's convenient for me. I, and Moses realizes he needs to caution against that. Yeah. yeah. And caution against the idea of comfort, too. You know, that... You don't need to make that long trip. You don't need to go down there. It's going to be a real pain for you to worship God the way he wants to be worshipped. And I think that Moses recognized that those people needed to be warned against it. And I think we also need to be warned against it. Because as much as we're not supposed to set up idols, those are the two idols of our day. Comfort and convenience. And, um, yeah, I can see very clearly why we should be cautioned against those things. We need to be very careful not to fall into that. Yeah, yeah, those are two big idols today. Absolutely. And so what do we do with that? I think, you know, you, when you think about comfort, at least when I think about comfort and convenience, that is what prevents me from doing what I should do for God. Because mm-hmm. I like comfort. I like convenience. Mm-hmm. And I fight for it. We all fight for it. We sure go after it. Yeah, like sure. we, we go after it like that. We think that's what God wants. Yeah. 
But didn't he say, didn't Jesus say, like, to take up our cross? Something like that. To die to ourselves. Yeah, something like that. To die to our comfort, mm-hmm. to die to our convenience. Mm-hmm. That's in there. Yeah. That's, uh, you know, and those are idols that we need to die to. And that, that hits home for me. Yeah. You know, I think so often we just, we, we try to, the goal of our life is to be, everything's comfort, it's convenient, it's, it's, it's nice safe. and tidy, it's yeah. safe, mm-hmm. it's, it's predictable, it's all set up. We spend our entire lives aiming for that. And God, God doesn't, you know, he allows things to mess it up, which is good. Yeah. You know, it brings us back and to him. And You know, so, it's yeah. the opposite of comfort and convenience. It's not discomfort and it's not inconvenience. The opposite, when we talk about being a disciple, the opposite of comfort and convenience, I really think, and I'm just, this is just off the cuff, it's adventure. Hmm. Like, we should be adventurous people. These people that we're reading about are about to embark on a grand adventure yeah. into this promise that God made them, this land, this amazing, fertile, flowing with milk and honey land. They're about to embark on this grand adventure. And we've been sent by Jesus to do the same thing, go on this amazing adventure spreading his gospel. And, yeah. you know, I just think that when we embrace comfort and convenience, we stifle that adventure. Like, yeah. what a cool thing. Yeah. Part of the kingdom of God and the work of God. It, it really is exciting. Yeah. It, it is scary. Like, uh-huh. I, you know, you know, the Lord will tell me to give some people some money sometimes. That's just one example. There's many different examples I could use. But, like, that's not always comfortable and convenient for me because I would find ways to use it. <laughs> sure. Especially yeah. in this day and age. But it's so fun. Mm-hmm. Oh, gee. It, it, it is fun. And it's exciting. And, uh, and so that's just one example, but you know, you could probably think of some yourselves, but I think just being open to that, mm-hmm. just the thrill when God, when you have, when God wants you to do something crazy for him, you will know it. Like you just look in scripture. They knew it. Some crazy, like build an ark. Like, yeah, yeah. Crazy. <laughs> like who does that? Yeah. Noah did it, you know, and it was amazing. And, and so God's going to tell you to, to build your own ark or do your own things mm-hmm. and whatever that is. And it's crazy. It might not make sense to people, but it's it's scary, but it's fun. Yeah. Maybe God is calling you to just talk to somebody mm-hmm. that you don't normally approach biblical or or spiritual things with. Yeah. Maybe God's saying, and, and he doesn't need to specifically tell you to do that because that's what you're supposed to be doing. But like maybe he's telling you that you need to be salt and light to that person, that you need to bring that to that person or to a group of people or to a like a little culture that you're part of. Maybe you're part of a club or a group or a hobby or yeah. and God's saying that you need to infiltrate that with the gospel. Maybe that's what's happening. It could and be. it's an adventure. It's God an adventure. partners with us. Yeah. So I Absolutely. Think- and it could just simply be, you know, if God puts someone in your heart, just simply ask them a question. This could go down some great trails. Yeah. Like where are you at with God? Yeah, just Amazing. start there. What a great question! A great question. Just start yeah. with that, and it could take you down some paths that are amazing. Yeah, but you got to ask it. Yep. See where it goes, and and lay aside the comfort and the convenience. You know, sounds good. Because God doesn't want false idols in our lives. No there way. you go. Boom. All right, hey guys, thank you so much. Uh, big shout out again to Todd and Julie for making that young goat cooked in its mother's milk for me. And the birthday cake. Uh, and the birthday cake. Oh my gosh! Yeah, thank you guys. Happy Appreciate birthday so to much. Todd, Julie, and Gloria. And we yeah. are looking forward to reading to you guys again very soon. Can't wait. Yeah, bye. Thank you, sheep boys. <laughs>